Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms, so it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show. Hey, my name is Chris Williams, and you are now listening to the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. I help ambitious employees grow a profitable side business. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go check out growyoursidebusiness.com where we've got all the content, the tips, the strategies, and more. You're in the right place at the right time, and we're here to help you grow a serious, profitable side business. Let's listen to today's episode. You got a question. Um, do you think your mattress in your bedroom right now is lucrative? I mean, come on, let's just be honest, right? Like, you buy it once, yeah, you know, 10 years later, you might buy another one. Well, that's, you know, one of the things that I, I've learned is that, you know, not only is it lucrative, but you literally can do appointment only setups and make great money. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. You know, here in the Grow Your Side Business Podcast, we talk about a lot of different ways to make the money that you want. You don't have to listen to me. Guess what I did? I was able to connect with a gentleman who's not only been an executive in his life. He's been a busy professional just like you. But you know, one of the things that he did, and we'll dig into his life a little bit in, in, in this in this interview because I'm like really excited about this, but he made a decision and his decision wasn't the money, the more cars, the bigger house and everything. You know what he did? He made a decision to enjoy his family and find a way to be able to make money at the same time. He enjoyed the golden handcuffs for a while in corporate but he found a way. And ladies and gentlemen, I am like super excited to dive into this conversation because this is about to get really, really good. Um, I want to introduce to some and present to others a gentleman that I am getting to know and that I think I'll have a long lasting uh, relationship with. His name is Brad Zoo. Brad, listen, man, um, you are like, you are like the unicorn that I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this dude gets it. Like, and, I, and I'm glad I found you, but this dude literally gets it. How you doing today, man? Man, I any any better than vitamins to be taking me, man. I am just doing fantastic. <laughs> it's a sunny day in Iowa. It's been cold here. And, uh, man, 40 degrees feels like 80. I got my gym shorts <laughs> on. I'm, I'm, I'm locked and loaded for bear, man, ready to get after it. So, so you know, most of you know, I've got a few friends and, and folks here in the group, um, who were down in Texas. And so they got, you know, like Armageddon cold. <laughs> uh, you saw the, some of the worst of it. Uh, you know, I saw reports of like negative 70 somewhere like in different parts of the country. It's a weird spot. But for you in Iowa, I mean, that's kind of like norm blizzards. And it's like, no, uh, you know, it's, it's a free country and I live in Davenport, Iowa, and I still have yet to figure that one out, but uh, it gets, <laughs> it gets cold here, man. That's, that's for sure. But we, you know, this too shall pass. So, uh, you know, right. variety, variety is the spice of life. So it gets hot, it gets cold, you know, we figure it out. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, listen, man, let's yeah. do this. Um, I want to make sure that my audience really understands who you are. Tell everybody what it is that you do um, and 
what we're going to do is we'll, we'll dive into your story and your background, because I think one of the things that I found very interesting in, 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 in watching you and seeing what you did and finally getting a chance to talk to you is I think the perspective that you have um, to me personally is is needed today more than ever before. And I think it's because, you know, this a lot of people are afraid to make a pivot. They're just afraid. And we'll dive into that. And I want to kind of dive into the story. But tell everybody what it is you do today. Yeah. So today I sell brand new mattresses by appointment only. Okay. So I own a mattress store. It's literally called Mattress by Appointment. Um, there are about 500 dealers that do this across uh, the U.S. But I literally, as you can see, you know, behind me, I literally uh, get semi truckloads of in of brand new mattresses. Uh, I play simple ads online. I set up times to meet people by appointment only. Each appointment takes about 20 minutes and uh, we make several hundred dollars every single time we do it. And uh, it's crazy because it's one of these, <clears throat> it's one of the like boring businesses um, that are very lucrative and very profitable. So, um, you know, if, you, if you've ever read the book, you know, um, uh, Red Ocean, Blue Ocean, right? The most successful people um, find a way to take something that you already know people like or need, you know, a boring tried and true service or product that's, you know, pet food or whatever it is. And if you can take that item and then offer that in a unique way, put your own spin on it, you know, whatever it is you can do, um, that's when you really get uh, stable success. You know, you get this ongoing thing. It's something that everyone needs, but it's offered in a unique way that people really like. So for example, you know, the whole, you know, C-19 deal, everyone was freaked out, didn't want to be in places with other people. And this by appointment thing just kind of played right into it. People love it because um, they get personalized attention. You know, you don't have to go into some big box store and stand around all day and feel stupid and wait for a guy and blah, blah, blah. You know, you get immediate attention right away. Um, and it's efficient. You know, we can, we sell mattresses in 20 minutes and everyone's happy. Everyone feels like they got a customized solution. Um, you know, they really feel like they, they got what they're looking for and are super thankful, super excited for the process. Um, and it cuts out all the fat of standing around there all day. So we don't stand around all day because we don't have to, you know, so everything's by appointment only. And I can accomplish in, um, you know, what I get accomplished selling wise in a day or two takes, another mattress store a week or two um, because I line up buyers from 10 a.m. to 2 or 3 p.m. Just I can go bang, 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 bang and condense all my customers into one time period, neatly spaced out. Everyone has an amazing experience. And, you know, I've cut out the big building, the expenses of the big building on Main Street. Uh, I've cut out the expensive, uh, the expense of, you know, a bunch of employees and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's positioned, you know, as a, uh, you know, bargain warehouse wholesale blowout 50 to 80% off kind of vibe. And so, um, you know, I'm not required to be some professional experienced, um, educated, um, you know, mattress experts either. Uh, so it's really a, a very unique setup that, um, just just works really well you know they know they know who their market is they know how to go after them and it's streamlined 
And it's, it's really kind of the way of the future. You know, it reminds me a lot of, you know, a lot of the new fast food restaurants today being built. They don't even have dining rooms, right? It's all, right. it's all just express for Uber and, yeah. you know, to just for a similar concept uh, to what we have going on here. So uh, it's, it's taking a, one of the oldest industries around and putting the most modern spin you can on it. And it's just phenomenal. I love what you said about the fact that it's a boring business, because I think sometimes um, there's a lot of things that get in the way of of making a change to where your money comes from. And so I want to I want to I want to go back because, Brad, you strike me as a guy who's always had this personality that I see on social media, but the context of probably in corporate America didn't really mesh with who Brad was already naturally. I, I Like when I watch what you do on TikTok and I watch what you post, I'm like, he does not seem like it's a fake, like it's a fraud. He seems like, no, that's actually him. He just happened to find a space in an industry where he could just be himself without all of the other stuff. Am I am I off on that? Or is that kind of what what, what you kind of explored? No, you're exactly right. And and that's that's part of this that's part of the shift of of from, you know, corporate life, golden handcuffs, um, you know, like kind of doing something you like, but hating how it's delivered. You know what I mean? Like I got to do some creative things where I was and this and that, but it wasn't like mine you know what i mean and, and it's all about you know owning your life and being in full control of everything that you do and you know i got to express myself but it had to be in a certain way and then this certain thing and you know all these parameters on on things and so um you know making that transition to be your own person um you find yourself doing some of the similar things you know i mean i i don't you know someone's probably not going to go from corporate America and then become a dentist and just like dramatically shift their, um, you know, specific occupation. You know, I'm a salesman, I'm a marketer. So I, I was just doing it over here and now I'm doing it over here. Um, and I just get to experience that in, you know, my own way and do it how I want to do. Cause I'm the boss. Right. You know, um, it's funny because, you know, I'm wearing this hooded sweatshirt and like, I'm that guy that loves brands and I got the, all the stuff, you know, and I got the $150 custom dress shirt right over there. And I was like, you know, that's what I need to wear. He invited me on a podcast, you know, it's, it's respectable. I need to be looking sharp. And I thought, you know, what would be more of a representation of, of the theme of what we're doing here today is that it's still me, but, but it's the way I want to do it. You know, it's, it's in my hoodie, you know, it's still a, expensive hoodie don't get me wrong but it but it's it's taking who you are and just maximizing it in the way that you're in control of that you and the reward and the fulfillment that you get out of that far outweighs the short-term pain you may uh incur to bridge that gap of pulling the plug and going over here you know i mean wh yeah. when i pulled the plug to go from here to here you know it wasn't just all sunshine and rainbows, but the right. the short the short pain is just definitely worth it. Hey, you're enjoying this episode, right? Well, there's something I wanted to share with you. Have you ever heard of the triangle of value? Well, it's something that I actually teach in my side hustle secrets course. See, you actually have a profession, you have practices, and you live by a set of principles. That is your triangle of value. 
Well, within that triangle of value, you are so valuable in the marketplace that what you know in your head, somebody else is willing to pay you in order to be able to get that information so that they can do the same thing that you're doing. But you didn't know that until now. Well, I've created something just for you. I got a course called the Side Hustle Secrets course. If you go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, you can go ahead and get into my course. I teach you how to use that triangle of value and actually be able to create you a great online profitable business. But here's the cool part. Along with that, I show you my core four strategies and how to be able to take that triangle of value and turn it into four different streams that you can be able to leverage to be able to build you a great side business and reduce the financial stress. Because listen, I know you're enjoying your job. I know you've done all the work that you needed to, to get where you are today. But I also know this between layoffs, firings, and downsizings, it's bound to happen. It happened to me twice. I don't want it to happen to you. Or at least if it does, you have something to fall back on and you don't have to hurt you and your family. I know you got a lot of information in your head and I know you could scale it. And I know there's somebody else out there who is happy willing to pay you to get that information. Well, let me show you how to do it. Go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, get the course, and let's work together to build out and build you what you need for you to have a great side business. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, you know, let's talk about that. So, you know, give everybody an understanding of what you did corporately. First of all, before you even got there, who was Brad? Like, what was Brad doing and how did you end up in this corporation? I know you told me before it was a it was a family owned kind of business that you just kind of, you know, you took. But walk us through that that process, because I would imagine when you grow up in a family that has a business, there's just this automatic assumption. Well, yeah, that's what we do around here. Um, yep. I have friends of mine who own, you know, tech firms or they own, a, you know, some of them are like out there in the Midwest with you and they own like farms and they're like, yeah, this is what we do. This is the family. Yeah. You're the guy who was like, yeah, I'm going to do it for a bit, but I got this thing over here that I'm, I'm going to go do. But look, walk us through this identity of, cause you got the corporate identity and you also had the family identity and you're having to yep. play with both of those. What was, what was life like with that? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, a lot of people, um, it's kind of the old Russell Brunson. So Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels, right? If you haven't heard of the guy and he basically, you know, he came out with a book called Expert Secrets, which is fantastic. You should read it. And it's like, it's kind of like this idea that, you know, everyone's an expert in something, right? Even, even your teacher in high school, you know, we all, we always thought our teachers were brilliant, but all they, all they did was read tomorrow's work today, right? They were, yeah. they were just one <laughs> chapter, one page. I'm reading us, traffic right? secrets right now. That a boy. That's my boy. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, you know, we, we have this, we have this aura about ourselves. You know, some people are salesmen, some people have a, like, so we have another company we have is called my baby can sleep. My wife can get baby sleeping through the night. Like my wife has this incredible gift to, um, coach people to get their baby sleeping through the night. We wrote a number one best-selling baby sleep book and she works with thousands of families all over the world. This kind of superpower. Right. And what happens is the, here's the big myth. Okay, the big miss is that everyone has this superpower and they end up more times than not getting a job that's like kind of pseudo related, right? They have this burning desire in them, this, this energy inside of them that they want to get out and they need to get out, but they don't, they don't quite understand the framework on how to do it or what life could like, right? So what do they do? They subscribe to what the world wants to sell you and they say, okay, well, get up, get good grades in college. And then when you turn 18, you're either off to 
college or the middle military or, you know, whatever, or good grades in high school, whatever. Uh, and, and so we, we subscribe to just get on, get in the rat race, you know, like Robert Kiyosaki talks and we just start going in this direction. And it's like, what everyone tells you is kind of the, like the right thing to do and how you're going to find success in life and happiness. And then, and then what happens is, is that because you have some talent, um, you, you get a decent job, right. And then you like, you get promoted a couple of times and then all of a sudden, like you're making good money. And then, you know, a lot of times a family comes along and kids come along and a mortgage come along. And then, you know, these golden handcuffs happen to where you're, you're so locked in, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not 22 anymore and you can't just flip from A to B without a lot more factors going around and without a lot more consequences surrounding this deal. And so you're in this, you're in this career. I was in this career and I was, you know, I was doing some marketing things and things like that, that were kind of what I like to do and talking with people and everything. Um, and I was making all the good money and had the house and everything. Um, but it, it just wasn't, you, you, you start to feel this undertone in your life of like, Hey, this isn't, this is like fulfilling my obligations to my family or to whatever, but it's not overly fulfilling to me. And, you know, it's, it, it, all these things are so cliche, but it's like, if you could do, if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you wake up and do the rest of your life? Or, um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And, and those questions are really, really, really good questions. Um, we may, we may even chalk those off as dumb, um, because we don't want to deal with the turmoil that that question brings, because at the end of the day, we know we're slaves and we don't want to be slaves to, um, you know, our corporation or our employer or whatever. Um, but we, we get stymied and paralyzed in this wall, but I can't, I can't put all this on the line either. And it's like this 49%, 51% rub of like, I want to leave, but I really can't because, you know, the unknown and I've got kids and what, you know, what am I going to do now? Or what if it doesn't work? And, you know, you, you, you know, the corporate world tricks you into thinking like, you know, oh, well, you got to go in and get promoted. And once you get to this level, you know, you never want to take this step back, you know, never, you know, if you get a manager position, then you want to get a general manager position. And if you get a, you know, a vice president position, then you never want to leave unless you get the president position and all this, all these kind of, you know, I don't know, enslaving concepts that keep you in this unhappy uh, place in your world to where you're kind of doing something you want, but kind of not. And so you're unfulfilled and you're on some core level unhappy. And, you know, again, it, it seems cliche, but there does come a time in every man's life where it's like, okay, what am I doing? Right. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy on this blue and green ball trying to figure this out like everyone else. And here's what I know is that someday, you know, my, my, uh, my time on earth is going to expire. And how do I have want that to go on? Am I going to really continue on my whole, whole life being miserable and unfulfilled in what I'm doing or not? And there has to be this decision made of if that's how I'm going to live my life or not. And there's, there's a fine line between internally making that decision and then it playing out. Right. So like I made a decision 
uh, but it doesn't mean I walked in and, and quit the next day, right? I mean, there's 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 a transition and an intelligent, wise way that these things play out. So those are those are kind of two separate things you can separate out in your mind of like, is this the right thing to do or not? Okay, let's just be honest with ourselves and say, yes, quitting my job is the right thing to do. Okay, now the second part is let's figure out what it looks like and how it plays out to do that. And then let's put a plan together to make that happen. You know, for some people that could be a two-year process. For some people, it could be a two-week process. It could be a six-month process. It could be whatever. Um, and for me, it was, you know, because I have nine kids um, and the big house and all the trimmings and all the stuff. And I didn't want to, so one of the things that I did, I should say, is that I started my business um, on the side and grew it and grew it and grew it. And I said, okay, honey, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start the second business and uh, we're going to grow this thing. And pretty soon my full-time job is going to become my part-time job. And when that happens, we'll know then that it's time to quit, that we got this thing rolling, that our income's completely replaced. And then it will make the switch super easy. So I chose to do a couple years of hard work, double time, um, getting this thing up and rocking, um, so that I didn't have to, you know, jump out over this chasm of the unknown and, and risk all these things and, and all that kind of stuff to, to mitigate the transition, um, from, you know, where I was to where I am today. So, um, yeah. I think Tell I said me this, a lot Brad. there, but I, I'm, I'm interested because you, you mentioned something and I wrote it down. You, you talked about, it's a very powerful statement, fulfilling obligations but not fulfilling me. And, and, and you talked about the decision. There's a nuance in those though, that you, you mentioned here. And I, I want you, I want you to unpack this, which is it was a family business. You made a decision to build a side business and you knew where you were going. Talk to me about the family dynamics. When the fam, what did y'all have a conversation? Was there like this, Hey family, I'm, yeah. you know, I love y'all, but I'm, I'm over here. <laughs> what yeah. was that like? Yeah. I mean, so look, I, you know, uh, I was very thankful for the family business for sure. Um, you know, and I knew that what I was, um, wanted to accomplish with my time in life, my free time, I wanted to own my time. I wanted to own my life, right? That was the ultimate goal. I wanted to report to me. I wanted to own my time and I, I, my, I had to bet on me, right? It, there, there comes a point to where you just, you, you have to place a bet on yourself. And so I knew that as I, as I sat down and I drew out my life, okay, so let's back up a step, right? Lifestyle design, right? So take out a sheet of paper and go, Hey, what do you want your life to look like? Right? Do you want to wake up and, you know, have coffee and, you know, have family worship time and read scripture with your children in the morning? head off to the office about nine, nine thirty at your leisure, you know, go to the office, go to you know, you know, your business, put in a few hours work, be able to come home, say hi real quick at lunch, go back to the office, um, work out, go to the gym and be home by, you know, five thirty for supper time and rinse and repeat. Right. So that, that was my, that was the, the short version of my life that I wanted to live. I want to see my family more. I was working 60 hours a week and, I didn't eat dinner with my family and, and, um, 
I wanted to wake up and see them and not rush out the door and eat dinner with them at 5.30 and, and be in complete control. So I designed my lifestyle. Then I go, okay, can I achieve this lifestyle um, in my current position? No. Okay. So therefore, I can't do that. Therefore, I want to work towards my designed lifestyle with all the effort I had, right? You know, Eric Thomas, right? He's a motivational speaker, fantastic, fantastic guy. You know, he says, figure out what you want. And these are really simple statements. You know, the older I get, and I'm 39, going to turn 40 this year. Um, and I know it's hard to believe with all the gray, you know, it's not the year, it's the miles. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have one of you here coming up soon. But, uh, uh, you know, figure out what you want in life. It's a very, it's a very simple statement. Write it down on a piece of paper, get with your spouse, whoever, whoever your pastors, whoever you need to figure out what you want and focus and go after that with everything that you can. Right. And so that's what I did. I said, my dream life can't happen here. I need a vehicle to go make it happen over here. And, you know, God provided an opportunity to, to start this business, you know, <laughs> fast forward, you know, in a simple statement, and um, we did, and we started on the side, and we it got up and running quick, a lot quicker than than I anticipated. And honestly, I hung on to my current job a lot longer than I should have. Um, mm. But it it just it just got silly. Um, it it just got silly so fast. I was like, okay, we're we're well beyond, we're well beyond our agreed upon numeric you know factors that would allow <laughs> me to go. Yeah. Uh, and, and I did. So, so we had a plan. I knew what I wanted. I went after it. And I, and, and inside of that, the, the important thing is that I was willing to forsake then mm -hmm. everything that I knew, like I knew the collateral damage, you know, I sat down and I wrote down, okay, well, this means that I give up this fancy title. Okay. So then this means that mm. if I choose this, all my friends are going to think that I'm the biggest idiot on planet earth because I'm in line to the throne of this big thing. And wow. I'm, I'm giving up, you know, the, my day-to-day -day operations position in this company that's going to ultimately jeopardize whether I ultimately am in line to this big, you know, beautiful thing or not. And yeah. so I, I, I had to sit down and go, okay, I'm okay with that. And I know that that's coming and I can be prepared for that and not surprised when it happens. And that is the trade-off. I was willing to trade those feelings for the feelings of being in control. Hey, hey, I know you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to stop you really quickly and just ask you, did you know about the triangle of value that you provide in your corporate job today? Yes, profession, practices, and principles. And all of those, your company is leveraging. Why aren't you? I mean, actually building out your own side business. So let me show you what I'm talking about. So I built something called Side Hustle Secrets. The Side Hustle Secrets is your opportunity to be able to take the knowledge that you have in your head right now and actually learn how to build you a profitable side business. There's a ton of value of things that you're going to be able to get in here, but there's one thing that I wanted to be able to show you because I know that for many of you, you are like me. One day you woke up and realized, you know what? This job ain't enough. In fact, you realize that if something ever happened, I am going to be in trouble. And I learned a little too late. I had to go through two corporate layoffs going from almost $80,000 a year down to $9.13 work in retail because I never got it. Even though I had the title, I thought my job was secure. I never secured my own financial future. So I'm giving you the shot. 
grab the link below, go to growyoursidebusiness.com right now, jump into the Side Hustle Secrets course. Let me show you how to take what's in your head and go build something with it. Back to the episode. Wow. Let, let's, okay, this is, this is a fascinating moment in your journey because I think that for most high demand, busy people in their corporate job, if you do get to a place where what I like to say, you give yourself permission to do right down that dream life. If, Cause some people don't give themselves permission cause they don't want to, they don't want to explore that, but you gave yourself permission to say, Hey, listen, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have this discussion with myself and I'm going to, I'm going to have a boardroom discussion with me about what that looks like. You crafted a plan. Talk to me about some of that day-to-day -day nuance. Did you just basically start saying no to some of the responsibilities at work so you had free time to work your side business? Did you say less trips out of town so I could form, like, give me that gritty, like, what was going on so that you could focus on the steps sure. to building this life? Sure, yeah, so that's that's fantastic. So the the... Obviously, what what you are in now and what you go to, you know, it all depends. But I knew that if I could, you know, if I could, um, you know, so let's let's take um, let's use the getting babies to sleep, for example, because um, it's a it's a good example. Like we had this formula of getting babies to sleep through the night and we're like, you know, we could really help a lot of people with this skill. And, you know, I always joke around. It's like, you know, hey, um, you know, if I had a dollar for every time, you know, some mother or father said, man, I wish you were around when my baby was little, they wouldn't sleep and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like, we, we built this process. Okay. We, we, we had the sleep accelerator course. Um, and we started to get students inside of it and we started to get results. Like we knew we would, I mean, we got a bunch of results before we ever were like, you know, we've helped like dozens and dozens of people and everyone's like started referring friends and friends. And we're like, Oh my gosh, we have a business. Let's formalize this and put all this training into, into videos so we can help a lot of people. So we built this thing that, that proved concepts, right? So like my goal um, while I was still at my corporate deal was to build a business that worked, right? That, that I knew I could get inventory in, my marketing worked, I knew that I could sell it, I knew kind of what the profits were, all that kind of stuff. So then at that point in someone's business, all that's left to do is scale, right? So I built out, I built out while I was still my day job, a business that proved concept worked, you know, all the algorithms worked, all the marketing worked and all that. And so I knew that all I had to do at some point was to just, you know, turn on the cash, the marketing and ratios would occur percentage of leads would come in, percentage of people would buy, we'd make X percentage of dollars. And I know that if I was going to replace X amount of income, I needed X amount of leads, which took X amount of dollars and all that kind of stuff. So we built out the structure. And then when it was time to scale, uh, you know, we did so. And then that was kind of funny, the, the part to where I hung on a little longer, maybe than I should have, because we started scaling. I'm like, okay, honey, well, you know, before we jump, let's scale just to make sure. Cause I was nervous, you know? And, and so we started scaling and then, you know, it's like, I started making as much as I was in my day job, in my night job. And, 
I got used to that level of income, right? And I didn't want to give, I didn't want to give it up. So I hung out there longer than I should have, but it's all good. And, uh, and then, um, uh, uh, we made the transition and boom, it was just done. So if you're thinking, if you're thinking about doing something similar, you know, you build it, you build a concept and then when you're ready to really, you know, pump it up full of life, you can do that. You know, it's interesting that you brought that up because I think there's two moments for every person that's ever built a side business. The very first time you get that first check from your side business, that feeling, then there's the moment of, oh, wow, this thing is making serious money. And I'm having an identity crisis because I built my life off of this corporate structure. Everything I am, when I introduce myself, it's the long title, right? Everywhere I go, my 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 house is a is a monument to my achievement at the job. But I now built this side business and I, I'm almost having to date this new version of me, right? Like, so I think there's those two moments in life Talk to me about the first time you saw a check from your side business. How, you know, what did it, that do? It was, <laughs> you know, it was it was empowering because you know I I think we as humans we think we're pretty smart and we think we're pretty cute and we think we're oh I could do that and you know we we do a lot of especially in the corporate world our current jobs you know there's always there's it's so easy to Monday morning quarterback and make decisions and, and, you know, analyze other people's decisions and say, Oh, I could have do it better. I could do it better. Blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, there's this moment of truth of like, okay, all right, you, you show me. Right. And, and you have this internal, this internal conversation with yourself. And so it's, it's this, it's this validation of, you know, whether that's a dollar or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or $10,000, it's this validation of like, I did it and it was a hundred percent me and it wasn't, there's no exterior person or place or thing to blame, but myself. And, and so we, as humans, we love to live nestled behind these, these shields and these excuses of people's places and things that we can um, coach or blame or whatever. And so when you do this, you prove to yourself that not only that you can do it, but it's just you, you know, it's this, it's this, it's this, um, this lone ranger, this, I am the man, I am fully every, I have everything inside of me to do this. No one else is to blame, but me, there's no other finger to point anywhere else, but to me, and I am fully capable of doing this. And the problem is, you know, people are, people are more scared of success than you know this fear of leaving a job or doing anything else because then if it starts working let's say it does start to work and let's say you are as smart as you think you are right just like i did i got to that point and i was like okay i i was i i you know by the grace of god i got it done you know uh and i did it and i i created this thing that that was able to provide for my family and i did it okay now i got a I got to come through on the other side of all my other commitments that I made that uh, I said I would do if X amount of income or whatever, you know, starts coming in. So it's, it's, it's this personal battle. 
you know, it's, it's this, it's this transition from you being dependent on someone else to you being dependent on yourself. And then, you know, taking all the actions that there are to take um, based on that. So, you know, I went from, I went from waking up every day to, uh, and having to be dependent on other people and other things and everything, uh, you know, to base my decisions off of to, I wake up every day and I create my opportunity every day. I'm responsible to assess what I'm going to do and how the business is going to run. And I'm a hundred percent dependent on me to, um, and a hundred percent in control of my world. Um, and I'm responsible, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. And that amount of responsibility, people generally don't like even successful people because you can get tangled up in the corporate web and and there's so many outs and and nuances and politics and things well oh well i couldn't get that promotion because you know bob is brother-in-law's sisters married to this guy and of course i couldn't get that here the only reason i didn't make twenty thousand dollars today it's because of me right the only reason i didn't whatever today is because of me and so you get when you get the full opportunity you get the full responsibility and you get the full blame and you get the full success and you, you eat everything you cook and, and people just aren't used to that. You know, I like, I like where you're going with this because I I agree. I do think that the full weight of the responsibility is what scares people on even going down the path of a side business. They know they're smart. They know their stuff. They even know that what they do at their corporate job, they could potentially even leverage in their side business. It's just that, man, I don't know if I want the other side to your point. Do you, okay, so I remember um, my first check. Uh, I remember it. I took a picture of it. It was for $7,508.34. Nice. Do you remember the amount of your first check? Um, I don't. I mean, I remember what sales were and, you know, net profit and that kind of stuff. Um, what was the net I, profit? This is a good one. What was the net profit? Yeah. So it was, um, and, and that's, that's the cool part about this opportunity, man. I mean, you know, it, it's, you, you have the ability to make, you know, huge, huge amounts, but yeah, second right. month, it was like, you know, we did like 80,000 of, um, Time of out. retail sales. <laughs> Whoa, 80,000. We're gonna get into this structure that you because that, I because I'm already I'm already I'm more curious about like out of all the things you could have done you chose mattresses but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But but eighty thousand when you when you woke up the when you went to bed the night before and you woke up the next day and you see this number. What were you, how was the conversation between you and your wife at that moment? What was that like? You know, it was, it was, it was crazy, you know, because, you know, to be honest, I mean, this, this was, this was side business number 1,734. That 100%, I that's right. Started, right? <laughs> and, and like Mark Cuban says, you only got to be right once, you know, that's all it takes. And, uh, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy because, you know, I think people, even even anyone listening to this right now, uh, you know, we get so hung up on like even the product or business we're in, you know, like like 
listen, I, I, if it, if it is moral and legal and it can turn a dollar, I don't care if it's mattresses or tacos or, you know, whatever it is, um, it can be a viable business. And, and people just on that principle alone say, well, I can't, I can't be a corporate executive and go have a t-shirt company. You kidding me? My, my, my friends would just laugh me out of the city. That's the that corporate happened. identity. That's the thing. I did a post recently about this because I realized that there are so many people that I run into, Brad, that are like, but yeah, I'm, I'm the VP of sales at Telecom X and I, I can't do anything quote unquote less than. I gotta be a VP of whatever at my next thing. How in the heck am I gonna go from executive, you know, whoever to mattresses? Like to, to most people, it's not anything but their corporate identity has them believing that that's the, it has to be equal or in, in, in the world's eyes. And, and I, what I realized for me, this I was struggled with this. I struggled because I realized I created a narrative that made it so that I was more worried about what other people thought of me than to your point of having the freedom of time and the gift of being able and being able to give this gift away, right? Like it's one thing to be able to say, well, yeah, I did it for me. Great me. I got my own little Moten Island and, you know, watch me have a good time. It's another thing to be able to go, but now I'm like Neo out of the matrix. I can get like, you can, you can leverage what I am doing and get out yourself, right? Like, and, 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 and do whatever you really want to do. Well, and that's, and that's the thing you, the, the, so here's the shift. The shift is when you're in corporate, you care about what people think on the outside, even if it means hurting on the inside. Mm. And the, the flip then becomes you care about being well on the inside, even if it costs you a little bit of what it looks like on the outside. Now that's good. And, and you, wow. you have to be, you have to be willing to make that shift and that, that shift people look pride. Look, the devil's favorite tool is pride, right? The devil gets people by their pride and people can't, they're ensnared and enslaved to their pride. And look, I knew that in order to live, there's, there's not an entrepreneur out there. What, you know, you even see the early pictures of Amazon and Jeff Bezos and all like all the, those guys, they slept in their garage. They had, in order to be where they are today, you know how little pride that they have in, in, in what they had to do to get their company started. These guys are borrowing, eating chicken nuggets off a student loan that they're secretly using to run a business. I mean, I mean, there's not a single story. So where, where do we get this idea that we're, we're somehow going to be different or that we're somehow not going to go through this, go through this deal. And, um, we, we've got to, we've got to know that we've got to face that and we've got to be prepared for the consequences, uh, that come along with that yeah. and understand that the reward, the end goal far, far outweighs that because you know what I did today? I got up and had Bible time on my couch with my nine kids, sipped a cup of coffee, kissed my wife, left the house about nine o'clock because I wanted to got here, flipped on my computer. You know, I got, I mean, I got, I jumped on my, I jumped on my treadmill here inside my shop. Uh, 
because I wanted to. And that's how I live my life. And you know what all my friends were doing? Had to be the office by 8.30 or fat and overweight and miserable and hungover from the night before. Didn't get yep. to see their kids this morning and blah, 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 blah. And I'm perfectly fine with them pretending that they got it going on when we all know they don't. And I do. <laughs> Man, you know, it's, it's, you, you speak a real truth. Um, one of my favorite books, to your point, is Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And it you is mean, my... You mean, you uh, mean this one? <laughs> it, it, it is by far... Uh, uh, so um, for a while I had my, I had my team, uh, we did it as a summer reading project and I had everybody read that book. There's a, there's a, there's a, a section that I always love. And I almost, I'm like a, like a, it's almost like watching a movie over and over and over again. I can almost repeat what's in that section, but it's, it, it's the hypnotic rhythm. And it's a, it was the scare. You know, sometimes like you, you see uh, a, the movie and the point of a horror movie is to make you feel like you're there so that your emotions and the physiological part of you starts to react to the movie. When I read that section, I was having a physical reaction to going, how did you craft such truth that I would not know to use the limited English language that I know to make it that poignant like the hypnotic rhythm that we find ourselves in a lot of times is is a game and if we can't understand the corporate identity game if we can't then understand that we've got to be more focused i love the way you put that our well-being has to become first and and that other stuff last and what i realized is when i see you and i see your work and i see what you post I see how you do stuff. Like we talked about the, the the whole post that you did around you wanted to see how good humans were. So you you literally left a mattress outside all day, all night to see if somebody would just take it. And you were going to give it away yeah. anyway, but hey, let's yep. see if somebody take it. I think what I realized is you've understood the game that you've put yourself in a place where you can be fully authentically Brad and go to bed at night knowing I, I did me I served him, God, and I wake up tomorrow being able to do the same thing. What does that feel like to you? And how has you having a business? And I want to hear more about the business your wife has, because I think this is cool, too. Hey, so I've never shared this story, but I almost died from an asthma attack in my sleep. Yeah, that was a pretty scary day. And when that day happened, we have one or two choices. Either we continue down the same path that got us those results, or we do something different. Well, thankfully, my wife and I chose to do something different. We made some simple changes in our lives, and I didn't realize that the same things that I was buying from a local grocery store were also contributing to me almost dying from an asthma attack in my sleep. I don't want you or anybody you know to go down the same path. Listen, we're embarking on a journey. We've been a part of a project to ensure that we help 10,000 families be able to get safer, more affordable products without all the toxic chemicals. Buying it all online shipped directly to you so you don't have to go to it. Listen, if you want to know more, click the link below 10,000 families. And I can't wait to show you what we've been working on to help more people in the United States, make safer, affordable choices. Hey, you're enjoying this episode, right? Well, there's something I wanted to share with you. Have you ever heard of the triangle of value? 
Well, it's something that I actually teach in my side hustle secrets course. See, you actually have a profession, you have practices, and you live by a set of principles. That is your triangle of value. Well, within that triangle of value, you are so valuable in the marketplace that what you know in your head, somebody else is willing to pay you in order to be able to get that information so that they can do the same thing that you're doing. But you didn't know that until now. Well, I've created something just for you. I got a course called the Side Hustle Secrets course. If you go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, you can go ahead and get into my course. I teach you how to use that triangle of value and actually be able to create you a great online profitable business. But here's the cool part. Along with that, I show you my core four strategies and how to be able to take that triangle of value and turn it into four different streams that you can be able to leverage to be able to build you a great side business and reduce the financial stress. Because listen, I know you're enjoying your job. I know you've done all the work that you needed to, to get where you are today. But I also know this between layoffs, firings, and downsizings, it's bound to happen. It happened to me twice. I don't want it to happen to you. Or at least if it does, you have something to fall back on and you don't have to hurt you and your family. I know you got a lot of information in your head and I know you could scale it. And I know there's somebody else out there who is happy willing to pay you to get that information. Well, let me show you how to do it. Go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, get the course, and let's work together to build out and build you what you need for you to have a great side business. Let's get back to the episode. But how has this even changed the relations, the, the conversations you and your wife have about life, so, about money yeah, and so, business and all of that? So here's the, so here's the thing. You know, I, I think, um, so, I think the two biggest skills in life um, are number one, to be self-aware, and then number two, your ability to pivot, right? Um, nobody wants to be the guy you know, with the booger on his nose walking around the party thinking he's something he's not. So one of the things that helps me in my life is to separate out um, talking about the right thing versus committing myself to do it. And so what that helps me do is that I can take out a blank sheet of paper and I can say, okay, ideally in a perfect world without commitment to yourself or without any, whatever, what should this look like? And, and, and not having excuses and not anything, not like, you know, well, wake up and have coffee. Well, I can't do that because of this and this and you know, no, 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 we're not, we're, we're just ideating, right? We're, we're just writing ideas down on paper. So whether, whether it's in your personal life or, or your business or whatever, it's, it's going, okay, how can we, how can I give myself permission to just design something without obligation, without emotion, without whatever. And it separates out thoughts and feelings, right? Some of the smartest people I know and what I try to do and be is separate out my thoughts and emotions. Um, so I would design something on paper without emotion and then I would go, okay, in a perfect world, this is exactly what my perfect day would look like. This is exactly what the perfect business would look like. This is exactly what a perfect marriage would look like, whatever. And then you get to go, okay, there's the foundation. Now, how do I start with this foundation and build something that fits inside of this foundation? So for example, if I really wanted to be you know, um, if I really wanted to be, uh, you know, have time as one of my primary goals, um, I knew that, hey, um, you know, 
a t-shirt company, for example, and yes, there, there are t-shirt companies that make millions and trillions and billions of dollars. But I'm like, you know, that's going to take a lot of time to make $7 here, $9 here, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I thought, you know, as a side, as a side hustle, ideally on paper, ideally, you would be selling the highest ticket item as possible with the highest margins as possible as infrequently as possible, right? So think of, you know, if you could sell private jets in your spare time, right? And you could sell one jet a month that would take, let's say five hours or seven hours to do, and you made $100,000 every time you sold one, right? That would be pretty stinking ideal um, uh, use of your time and income. So then, so I go and I say, Hey, okay, well, here's my ideal life. Here's all this stuff. You know, if I'm going to do this, I mean, I need to be selling something, you know, quasi substantial, um, high ticket, uh, to fulfill what I want to do. So that's part of the, part of the reasoning then that I use to have mattresses be something that I was, um, acceptable to, to do because it just happened to fit the criteria. You know, it's not that it's sexy or it's not that it's like I wanted to even. It just fit the criteria. And I was like, okay, well, it's legal. It's ethical. It's, you know, a boring business. It's, it's something everyone needs. And it fits this, this, this template, this algorithm, this lifestyle thing that I designed. Who cares? Like, I'm in. Like, what? There, there's nothing left. All that's left then at that point is things like pride and arrogance and what other people are going to think of me and blah, 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 blah. All those things that enslave us. So if we want to get out of that slavery, we have to understand the things that do enslave us, that pride. And I sell mattresses, man. I'm proud of it. And you know what? At the end of the day, 99 out of 100 people would cut their left arm off to switch places with me deep down inside. You know, what's interesting about this is you talk about this pride and you, you, you talk about that's what was left, right? Like that's the, the thing that's left after you just deal with the facts of it is all the, 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 the stuff that you can't put a hand on, but you know, it's emotional, you know, it's a feeling, you, you know, it's these things that really do drive us. A lot of us at the end of the day, talk to yep. me about how, how you dealt with the first negative conversation the first time you, you you you've gone out here you started dealing with this business and somebody you know personally is like brad listen man i i love you you're a great guy and i've known you for years but brad what are you doing like come on like aren't you worried about your wife and your nine kids come on brad what Talk to, what were those tough conversations like and how did you handle those because you knew they were coming? Like, this isn't like yeah. you, you just didn't, like you said, you designed it. So you knew, uh-oh, somebody I love is going to come to me out of their uh, uh, concern for me and, and my family. How did you handle those difficult conversations? You know, and, and it's funny because, funny because it, you know, it started even with my wife, you know, I mean, I told her, honey, I, I, I think we're going to start selling mattresses and she like done gone thought I fell off the turnip truck. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, it's, it starts, it started there. And, but then, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, here's the reason and here's why, and here's how it fits into the grandmaster plan and blah, 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 blah. And so, um, you know, it, it starts right there, but yeah, I, listen, the, the, 
the will and the commitment I had to commit to my family and my lifestyle, that was stronger than any opposition that could come, right? It's, it's the two gotcha. dogs, you know, what, what, which one's stronger, right? Two dogs, well, yeah. you know, the old joke goes, you know, well, the one I've been feeding all week, right? And so everyone, every, you, you've, got these, you've got these two things, and the stronger one wins. It's like a toddler, you know, we uh, joke around in our toddler course, you know, it's like toddlers have a really, really, really strong will. Like they are persistent. Like they keep going and going and they don't take no for like if I, if I, in my corporate world, if all my salesmen were just as strong as a toddler, oh my gosh. Right. And, and the stronger of the two wills wins. And so you have to be so crystal clear and so committed that when these tough conversations come up, which they're gonna, you, the you, inside, you get to laugh, knowing, being fully assured in your position, right? So I have to recognize when I'm talking to these people, I have to look at it differently. Like, yeah, Bob, hey, you were a vice president, just like I was. Um, and you think I'm an idiot for selling mattresses. Well, I know your life, because I lived your life. And I know how miserable you are. And I'm not anymore. And I understand it looks crazy and I'm just a dumb mattress guy. And, and look, I was willing to take that on as my new identity because I knew that along with the, a new identity is the point, a new identity is the point that, Hey, I have to take on this new identity because my old identity can include, cannot include the lifestyle I want to live with my family. It, it just can't. So I have to chuck this old identity, even though there's a lot of good in it. A lot of good. I, I have to chuck it and I have to take on this new identity, right? Again, Russell Brunson talks about, about it a lot. It's the identity shift. And inside of my new identity, my commitment to my family and my dreams, which used to be 20% in my old identity and my new identity, it's 90%. So the strength of that far outweighs any type of heckling, but yeah, I'd get, I get all kinds of heckling, man. Mattresses. Are you kidding me? Who buys a mattress? I buy, I buy a mattress <laughs> once every 10 years, man. Right. You're going to fail. Yeah. This is stupid. You cannot, there's not enough people in town to buy a mattress to, to keep a business afloat. What, what are you thinking? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm okay playing into that identity and going, you know, it just works and it's just fine. And it's a great opportunity for my family and I, and it gives me everything that I wanted. And I get to live a life I've always dreamed of. So I want to know from Brad, do you have empathy for the person that you used to be since you still see them around town, since oh, you sure. still are going to interact with them every year at holidays, since you're still going to see them at the July 4th celebration, does Brad still have empathy for that? Oh, absolutely. Look, I was, I was, <clears throat> I was ensnared. I was enslaved. I was, I was who they, who they were. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. And again, I, I was a slave to my sin before Christ. And I, and I was, I was headed to hell. I was, I was a slave to my sin. And then I, God granted me repentance and I, I don't wallow in this sin anymore. And, and we have pity and empathy. And we want to try to tell these people like, Hey, you know, what I'm doing is not special. Like, I don't, like this whole deal and me, like I'm not, I, and I, you know, I always used to watch podcasts and people always used to say that all the time. If I could do it, you could do it. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, dude, that ain't, if everyone could do it, everyone would be doing it and all this kind of stuff. Um, I always used to think that it was like, 
it, like people lack the skill to do it themselves. But that, you know, that's not the hurdle, you know, like we talked about, it's just, it's just unwilling to give up this identity um, that people that that stifles people, everyone's talented enough. This isn't this isn't rocket surgery, man. It's it's I sell four things, twins, mediums, queens and kings, what size you need, you know, this, this, this isn't this isn't rocket surgery. Um, and so that that was the thing that that I had to lost my train of thought. What was I saying? What was the question? <laughs> you were saying that was the thing that you had to learn. Uh, you, were, I guess you were going, it sounded like you were going that you had to learn and accept the fact that what you were doing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, you know, I was, I was okay. I had to be okay with, there's different ways to make money. Like, yeah, I, that's only, a big one. Can I do this? And, and, and as I empathize with people who are still stuck in their court, cause like, here's the deal, man, you know, every town's different and every family's different, but it's like, once you get above a certain level, you know, you don't, the, the money doesn't start to dramatically change. As long as you're not, as long as you can curb your lifestyle a little bit and you don't grow into all your income and you don't have to just go crazy and spend it all. Like you don't, yeah. most people can live a pretty affluent life on 10 grand a month. Like it, yeah. you, can, you can do it. Like, so you can work hard to make 15. And you know, if, 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 if you want to go to, 30,000, what, what does that extra 10,000 a month get you? Well, you know, I would argue that, you know, anything much past 200 grand a year, let's say, let's just pick a number. Um, doesn't, it doesn't really start to provide that the more money on top of that doesn't really start to provide it. The, the utility diminishes rapidly, I'll say, um, past that, that mark. And so we have to understand that, that, that it's, it's, so the vice president that's that's out there and he's in all these golden handcuffs and all this stuff for money that that doesn't really change his life you know so i thought for me i was like you know even if i went backwards like even if all i made was you know x amount of dollars i would gain so much for that you know like like ask yourself this question if you're an executive watching this watching this and go okay would you buy would you buy 10 hours a week back of your life for, you know, so 40 hours a month, would you buy 40 hours of freedom for five grand a month? Would you do that if, if a genie came down and gave you that opportunity, right? And so you can start to gauge like, hey, you know, that extra 50 grand doesn't really, it's not really doing much for me. And just think if I had, just think if I, you know, got off at four o'clock every day like what, what that would allow me to do with my family or as a, as a person. And if I could buy that for, for just a thousand bucks or how would that transform my life? How would that transform my marriage? How would that transform who I am as a person? How would that transform my beer belly? That's 15 pounds overweight. You know, how would I feel like, right. and so I, you, you start to go to all these things and it's like, just objectively, I'm not, I'm not saying how hard that is. All I'm saying is, is that better? Right. And we would get that blank sheet of paper out and we would go, yes, if I could buy 40 hours a month, that means I could work out. That means I could go to my kids' t-ball right. games. That means I could improve my I life could be with present my with my wife. I could, yeah, I could, I could accomplish whatever I wanted to in that amount of time used wisely. And so you, you finally get to this place. And that's what like, that's when I finally switched. You know, I was, I was, I had these two businesses. I had the corporate and then the side hustle. And like, finally at this, 
at this moment, I was just like, I just can't justify. I just can't justify. You know, I mean, the the the, the mattress deal was making more money at my at that than than my other job, and I was just like, I can't. I can't even wake up, and and go to work at my corporate job anymore. It was just time. I was just done. Like I can't. I can't justify it. Like the, the extra money didn't. And so I was like, hey, a couple hundred thousand dollars. See ya. You know, and and it's crazy. And just people think like. Who does that? Who does well, that? So Who I will tell that? you, I'll play devil's advocate. Okay. Some people would say to you, Brad, well, I've got security in this money. You don't because you don't know tomorrow if the technology is going to pop up and now we're sleeping on air. And, you know, at my job, Brad, you know, I've been here, you know, 17 years. I've put my time in. I've got only a few more to go. And I'll be able to retire, Brad. I, I feel like my role and what I'm doing is a lot more secure than what you're doing. To that, Brad says what? You know, and and there's there's certainly a difference between, you know, hey, if I hang out on my job, you know, for two more years, I get some fat pension for the rest of my life. Okay, whatever. But, um, you know, there's never a good time. It's like It's like having kids. You know, if you wait till uh, there's a good time to have them, you'll never have them. If you wait till you're financially, you know, secure, you, when is that? When, I, I've never felt that way. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't worry about my, where my next sandwich is coming from, but like, I don't, I don't have enough money, <laughs> you know? So, so that, that feeling never, never goes away. And so, um, I, 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 I it, look, one thing that I ran through my mind was what, what could, what would my 80 year old self, if he could, what would my 80 year old self, if he could come back in time, what would my 80 year old self want to come back and tell my 40 year old self? What would he do? What would he say? Right? No one on their deathbed has ever said, man, I wish I had a hundred thousand more dollars in my account. I wish I had yeah. another million dollars Alex talks account. about this. This has been a really fascinating conversation that I think and, we all should so, have with ourselves. Yeah. And so listen, I, so not only am I miserable now, but I'm going to have the rest of my life full of regrets. So, you know, I've got nine kids. We all, you know, most of us have kids, whatever they, they don't, there's no rewinding the clock. They're young once no. they're whatever once. And I can't think of anything more awful than feeling like you have everything in the world but what's most important to you. You know, imagine, so, so what if this plays out? What if your corporate gig does play out? And let's say you become president of the company and whatever, and you're making millions of dollars and you turn out just like most people do, divorce, broken relationships, your kids hate you, whatever. What, what, what does that get you? You know, we, we, act as if, we act as if in corporate America or whatever, this, this thing you're running towards is just so good and noble and always mm -hmm. plays out so well. When in fact it's the exact opposite, nine to eight, nine times out of ten, it goes really, really sour, really, really fast. And people, look, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret: money doesn't buy happiness. And some people get that sooner than others, and some people it takes a lifetime of trying to get, and they waste their life and they regret it, and then they and then they find out that the money doesn't really make them happen mm -hmm. or make them, they thought traveling 
would make them happy and it kind of doesn't and that kind of gets old and then they thought uh a $400,000 car instead of a $200,000 car would make them happy and it doesn't. And they're searching and they're lonely and they're, and they're rotten and cancerous inside. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be able at the end of my life to say, Hey, I, I was there for my family. I had a good relationship with my wife. I spent time on it. You know, it's the old adage about green grass, you know, well, why is his grass so green? Well, he spends time watering it, right? You know, mm-hmm. why is his relationship with his wife so good? Well, he spends time on it. You know, we go on date night once a week and that's important right. to me because yeah, I don't, you know, my wife, she loves to talk and she could talk to me for an hour and ask my opinion on a lot of little tiny, whatever things that I don't particularly <laughs> care to spend one second on, but you know what? She likes it. And so I do that that's and right. we work on it. And, and those are the types of things that laying in bed at the end of the day, cause we're all going to die um matter most yeah and the real tragedy is is that it's hard to admit that we're on that path every it's, one of us because we're going to be different we're going to be different no not that's not going to happen to me you <laughs> right Greg. not going to happen to me uh-uh, not going to happen okay listen i know myself enough look i i i would perish tomorrow if i was up to my own devices i am i am the worst of all sinners i am a total wreck without who God is. And I, you know, so I ain't betting on me. I would be that guy for sure times 10 and I would do it better than you. And, and so I don't, I don't want to do that. I I can't, I can't do that. What, what kind of life is that? Hey, Hey, I know you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to stop you really quickly and just ask you, did you know about the triangle of value that you provide in your corporate job today? Yes. Profession, practices and principles and all of those your company is leveraging. Why aren't you? I mean, actually building out your own side business. Let me show you what I'm talking about. So I built something called Side Hustle Secrets. The Side Hustle Secrets is your opportunity to be able to take the knowledge that you have in your head right now and actually learn how to build you a profitable side business. There's a ton of value of things that you're going to be able to get in here. But there's one thing that I wanted to be able to show you because I know that for many of you, you are like me. One day you woke up and realized, you know what? This job ain't enough. In fact, you realize that if something ever happened, I am going to be in trouble. And I learned a little too late. I had to go through two corporate layoffs going from almost $80,000 a year down to $9.13 work in retail because I never got it. Even though I had the title, I thought my job was secure. I never secured my own financial future. So I'm giving you the shot. Grab the link below. Go to growyoursidebusiness.com right now. Jump into the Side Hustle Secrets course. Let me show you how to take what's in your head and go build something with it. Back to the episode. Yeah. You know, it, this, this, is, this is a fascinating conversation. So when you when you separated the emotion from the the with the objective conversation of what I want my life to be, it just happened. It turned out to be mattresses. Um, obviously you're a people's person. Were you always that way, or did you have to develop this skill? And when we talk about skills, what other skills have you had to also work on after you made this shift? from the corporate identity to owning who Brad really was. Sure. So I think that um, if I had to guess, and this is a guess, but I I would think that um, the type of business someone is in now currently that they hate um, 
and they're and they're I don't know high up whatever have a have a good job a good title um, are there because they're using their gifts and talents to whatever that is and you know starting your own business typically revolves around your strengths you know I always joke around I don't mean to be lewd but you know everyone it's like oh man Brad you have nine kids you know what well, geez what what's the deal and I I always joke back and say, well, you know, my high, my high school guidance counselor all, always told me to stick to what I'm good at in life. So, you know, apparently that's how we got here, right? But, uh, um, you know, typically in a corporate world or, or in a job or whatever it is, you're using some skill that you have. And I, I don't even know if people realize that they can use that skill, that same skill, just for themselves. So if you're an accountant at PricewaterhouseCooper, right, or whatever, um, you can go, you can quit that job and you can go open up your own private accounting practice and you can work the hours that you want to work. You can take on the clients that you want to take on and you can transition into working for yourself with, with the same skills, right? Now there are, there are, you know, skills that certainly come and go, you know, like, like accounting, for example, I don't, I mean, all I, all I learned in college about accounting is the higher I done. Right. And so that's what I've done. Um, you know, marketing, you know, if you don't know marketing, chances are you probably are going to have some type of marketing you need to be doing for a business. So it's, it's good to learn that skill, but again, take out and, and see, and that's part of the exit plan. Okay. So like you take out that blank sheet of paper and you say, okay, what is my dream life? Okay. Well, I get up and blah, 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 blah. Okay. But what is my dream business? Okay. Well, um, I'd really like to, um, own my own flower shop someday. And let's say you, you're a agriculturalist or whatever they're called for some other big company and you love flowers, kind of related, but kind of different, you know, type of deal. You put out your plan and go, okay, well, I know nothing about business, but I'd sure like to have my own. And you doll this up and maybe you say, okay, well, um, you know, I need to take um, some basic business classes at my local community college um, in order to get the skills that I need to fulfill this dream. So it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't make sense that, oh, last night I dreamed that I want to have my own flower shop. So Monday morning, I'm going to walk in and quit. No, we would say, okay, here's the plan, but um, you, I, I, need the, I need to learn these skills. And, you know, I can learn all these skills in one semester at a community college. I can take six hours. And so you go to your spouse or whatever and you say, honey, okay, you know, I'm going to start this flower shop. And, um, but in order to do that, I need to know this, this, and this they're offered here at a local community college. It's a six month semester. I need to take three classes. They're on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, so we're going to need to rearrange our, if we did this, we're going to need to rearrange our lifestyle like this. Would this work? Are we on board with our spouse, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And we, and we dream up this plan and then we go, okay. Is this what we really want? Like, would this, 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 would this satisfy all the things we're trying to accomplish, all the conditions? Yeah. Okay. So we agree. Here's the plan. Here's how we're going to do it. It's going to be a six month, uh, you know, um, uh, exit strategy. And we know that's the right thing to do. Okay. Boom. Now we're going to commit to doing that. Right. Step two is okay. Boom. We're going to do it. And so um, most likely you're highly skilled in what you do and you just don't think you are. Um, and there's actually very little preparation to be done in order to achieve that goal. 
uh, for you to do it. But again, if there is, that just becomes a part of your, you know, exit strategy that includes a semester at, you know, a local community college and boom, you're done. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about you saying that was I realized as I was building my first side business, um, I gained a, a different perspective and appreciation for my actual job. Because when, if, if regardless of whether you have a side business or not, there's a lot of times where we're not maximizing our true potential at work every day for whatever the reason is. Money's good. Uh, I don't want to give too much. Um, what, whatever our reasons are, sometimes we're not fully showing up at the job. But what's interesting is I noticed when I started building a side business, I noticed these opportunities to go learn things that I knew I would need to your point. It might, that, the example you gave might be a community college. I realized there were leadership courses that were offered in my, in my company. There were courses on all types of things that were in my company. And I'm like, I would have never taken those had I not started this, this business. Did you find yourself having an appreciation for kind of some of the things that you 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 were able to leverage within your 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 day job while you were building your side business? Yeah, and and typically typically, you know, typically your passion is your passion. I mean, you know, typically what what you spend, you know, it's it, again, it's like the old question, hey, if you had to get on stage in front of 100 people in 10 minutes and you had an hour and you had to fill the hour talking about any subject you wanted, what would you talk about? Right? And, and so typically we have this passion about something and typically that passion is enough to get going and start and, and be afraid because, you know, again, you never fully prepare to open up something, you know, you're, you're always constantly building this thing as it goes. And, um, and so you, 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 you're, I guess I'll say you're, you're plenty more equipped than you think you are. I think the big miss, the big miss isn't a gap in skill. The big miss is you just, you, you are, but you don't think you are. And again, everyone's, everyone's an expert in something. There is someone that knows less than you about a topic that would love to take you out to lunch and do whatever it is you need to do, you know? So again, consulting, right? Consulting is one of the best, uh, things that you can get into, you know, it takes, you know, it takes a, a pen and a Calendly account to schedule people and you're consulting people in almost anything you want to do, you know, and, and for the ladies out there, that includes making your own soap and crafting <laughs> and, you know, all that kind of stuff that my wife does. I mean, you know, baby sleep, who would have, who would have thought that, that ba- we could make a business, you know, and here we are, we, you know, we're number one best selling baby sleep authors. And wow. Who, who would have thunk, uh, you know, and, and it's just, a, it's just a, a matter of just formalizing what you know and being, being assured because again, that anchor, that slaveness to this corporate mentality says, no, you're not good enough. You must stay here. You know, the high school, school, the government, they don't teach people to be entrepreneurs. They want wards of the state. They want people yeah. to come in and punch a clock. That's, That's right. the backbone That's of right. America. And they indoctrinate people flat out uh, from day one. And I ain't apologetic about it. It's how our system works. And you don't have to live that life. You don't have to do that. 
Yeah. You know, um, I, I think it's how, how, how old is your youngest right now? Uh, a one year old. So I got a 14, 14 all the way down to one. So how, okay. So if let's say 20 years from now, your kids see this interview, talk to your kids and tell them, get what, what is it you want them to understand about why dad is doing what he's doing while they're young? What, what is it you're hoping that they, they get? If you had a chance to talk to them right now, they see, they pick up this, they're on whatever the new Google machine is. And <laughs> they're like, Oh, there was this interview that dad was on. What would you say to him? Well, I would, I would say, I would say you need to know what your priorities are. You need to, you need to see what you want out of life and understand what your priorities are. Um, now, obviously I would, I would hope that I've instilled what those are family. So I, you know, maybe we all don't have the same priorities in life, but I, let's presume that everyone does a family and relationships and those sorts of things that are the most important things. Find out what your priorities are and design a lifestyle around it. Don't get caught up in the, um, the pride of life um, that distracts you from maximizing a life that will most fulfill you. It's okay to live in a smaller house and own your world. It's okay to make a little less money, but own your world. There's no product or service that is ethical, legal, moral, that is somehow worse than another product or less meaningful um, to sell. Understand who you are and what you want out of life. Find something that you're passionate about. Take part in lifestyle design to concoct a life that fulfills you because, you know, my mom used to always tell me, oh, the, you know, you grow up fast. Can't believe I'm 40. I never imagined, never imagined, never imagined I'd be this old, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. Okay. You are seven years old right now. You are going to be 27 in the bat of an eye. You're going to be 47 in the bat of an eye. And I never really understood that until I had kids, you know, time kids, kids kind of help time go faster. I don't know how that works, but it does. And, um, we're, we're not promised tomorrow. We, we are one of the biggest lies of the devil is wanting us to think that we are promised tomorrow. We, we are not promised tomorrow and, um, we need to live full lives and, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. <clears throat> so the old duck dynasty TV show, right. And, uh, one of my favorite old TV shows, great, old, great old TV show. And, and Jace, you know, the guy that had the black hat on, you know, and, and, and he's like, he said something profound that, that stuck with me for a long time. And he said, you know, in, in, in my best, you know, Southern, you know, Jace Robertson accent, he goes, you know, if you're too busy to hunt ducks, you're just too busy. And, you know, I thought about that and that has stuck with me my whole life. Like if you're, if you're too busy to where you're not handling your priorities, to where you're not looking out for your relationships, to where you're not, um, 
taking care of yourself, your kids and your family first, if those are your priorities. Um, it, it's, it's bad. It's, it's wrong. Like there, there is something wrong. It's not, it's not okay. And it's not just the way the world works. And, you know, it's like my mom used to say, I don't care if everyone else is doing it. I don't want you to do it. You know, well, exactly. Everyone else is locked into this drone, mindless corporate, make the money, blah, blah, blah life. It's not okay. And you don't do it either. It's like, it doesn't have to be this way. It, it, it really doesn't. And um, yeah, I, I mean, you, you just, you just can't be too busy to, to take care of your priorities. And if you are, something's totally wrong. So if you're listening 100%. to this and you find yourself, gosh, my relationship with my wife does sucks, or I do sit and drink, or I am 20 pounds overweight, or my kids hate me or whatever. If, if you're, if what's important to you is broken and you could really sit here and be honest with yourself, like for one second, like no one else is going to know, be honest with yourself. And, and, and if you can't do that, grow in that skill, learn how to be honest with yourself. Um, it's, it's, it's bad. It's like, you know, if someone's, you know, like we tell our kids and we raise our kids, like, Hey, if someone's touching you or something, you need to tell someone it's not okay. Like if you feel this way, it's not okay. It's right. not normal. And life shouldn't be like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it powerful, powerful thoughts. You know, as we wrap up here, you know, oftentimes, <clears throat> you know, I, I get a chance to meet and interview a wide gambit of people. Um, We've done a lot of uh, creative things, different things. Uh, some who've had terrible struggles to finally find their 10,000th idea that actually worked. Um, why is a side business actually a good idea in your mind? Well, it's, it's, a way to, it's a way to have the best of both worlds, okay? So obviously the extra income is great, but it's, it's the way to start to live out this, this alter ego that's inside of you, right? That, that loves to do this thing and it, and it helps grow and strengthen this confidence, this, this clarity that you need to pull the trigger. So ideally, you know, again, it's it, the hardest thing to do is to say, okay, I'm going to quit my job and hope I find a business that works and hope I can replace my income. Like that's the most terrible, worstest plan ever. Don't please don't do that. The best case scenario is, is that you have a job and you're passionate about something and then you start doing this passion in your spare time. And then you start to kind of formalize it in your spare time while you're keeping your income going. And then this thing grows and it grows and you start to do it more and more and more. And now all of a sudden you got a horse race for what's giving you more income. And then you go, gosh, I can make as much money following my passion uh, as I can with this boring corporate job that doesn't fulfill me that I hate. And then you just, woof, one just overtakes the other. Um, so that's ideal. That's ideal to, to transition out to where, you know, I just, I called my dad in the family business and I, I was just like, dad, I, I, I just can't come in anymore. Like I'm making, I mean, and he knew, and you know, he knew all this money. I'm like, I, I, I literally, I just can't, I'm too rich. I called in rich, man. I was like, dad, I'm too rich to come into work. Like I, I, I ain't calling in sick. I'm calling in rich, man. Like I can't, like, I ain't, I just, I can't make myself do it anymore. Like what, what am I doing? Like, why would I, why would I go do that? And it was it. And then nothing, there was no 
skipping my bills. There was no, oh man, we just got to make it through this hard 90 days. There was no nothing. It was just, it was just smooth. It was seamless. The bank account never even, never even missed the beat. It's crazy. Man, you know, I, I have to say this, Brad. Um, thank you for what you've done and being an example of what's possible. Because I have found that while we may aspire, right, individually, a lot of people have not found an example. They aspire to a lot. But most of us don't have a touchable example. It's not tangible. It's not a, there's no, sure. you know, there's, yeah, you, you may want to be Jeff Bezos, but you don't have a Jeff Bezos living in your backyard, okay? <laughs> you don't, that's just not a, that's not a reality, right? Like everybody, you might love Elon and you might think that some of these people, Beyonce's not your friend. She doesn't live down the street. There's not, a, right? Like in, in the way you show up in your business, Authentically, even in this interview today, I will say one, uh, just as a man, uh, I appreciate the consistency by which you be you. That I appreciate. I think the second thing is um, your example of being a guy in the middle of Iowa who could have chosen a lot of different paths. I mean, let's just be real. Some people um, would have made the transition and, and their worst sides of them might have showed up as a result because they just couldn't cope. Um, some of us don't have good coping skills. That's that's a whole nother conversation. But some of us, some of us really don't have good coping skills. And 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 I and I'm glad that you're anchored. You have an anchor <clears throat> that that you get to leverage and and it makes it so that when you know you're going to have tough times, it doesn't mean everything is great and roses in, in your business. It doesn't mean that every week is just awesome. You know, uh, uh, the Lego song, everything is awesome. That doesn't mean that that's life every day. It does mean you know where your source is. And I just appreciate you having that kind of resolute attitude about you because, um, man, there, there needs to be more Brad's with their story told, which is why I'm glad you agreed to come here to the show. Um, tell everybody where they can find you as we wrap up. And uh, if you got any parting words of wisdom, man, hey, listen, the floor is yours. Uh, well, no, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, I just, I guess, you know, the, the one the one thing, if I had to attribute one thing, it, it would just be the clarity of the planning. You know, I mean, my 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 plan was crystal clear. Um, I played everything out. I, I had, I had, you know, made everything harder on myself than the world could ever make it on me. I had, I heckled myself in my mind harder or worse than anybody could walk up and heckle me. Uh, you know, so it, it was just, it's just when you can be clear, you can just focus on execution and that, that really helps um, things go smooth. But yeah, so um, I'm on all social medias at Bradley Hustles, uh, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y Hustles. Um, if you want to start a mattress by appointment store, I'll show you how to do it. Um, go to joinmba.com or go to Bradley, find me at Bradley Hustles, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, the average person works less than 30 hours a week, makes more than $100,000 a year, and it ain't rocket surgery, and it's fantastic. Um, it, it, and I'll show you how to do it. I don't sell a course. I don't do anything. Like I'll, I'll, I will hand walk you into this deal 
it's the biggest no-brainer on planet Earth. And uh, if for some reason there was a bigger no-brainer than this, uh, you show me and I'll do it along with you. So, uh, but no, really appreciate being here. I hope, uh, I hope, you know, what I had to say helps somebody else. And um, it's always, always good to be here, but at Bradley Hustles on uh, any social media. Awesome. Well, man, listen, thank you for being here. For those of you, listen, man, if you inside the side business builders group, listen, man, this is the kind of conversations that we like having uh, real conversations with real people who have something to share because they've had experiences. Right. So listen, um, thank you. What I'd like for you to do is this. Today is Monday. You know, my slogan, massive action. Don't just hear this interview and say, oh, that was great. And it gave me goosebumps. What are you going to go do with it? Are you going to go write your objective plan? Are you going to sit down with you and your spouse and say, hey, listen, you know what? We're going to sit down and design the life that we say we want without the emotion, right? That was a great nugget. Are you willing to do that? Are you having corporate identity issues because you're building your side business and you know you need to make that shift? What are you going to do today? I want you to go take some serious massive action today. Don't wait. Don't say, oh, I got to go do this thing first. No, you first. As you know, if the plane is going down, you don't help the person next to you. Help yourself first. So go take some massive action. If you enjoyed this, make sure you leave a comment, a like, a share. I'm so grateful, uh, man, that we got to have this conversation. And y'all, listen, it's been another show, another great episode of the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this, man, share it. Let other people know that this community exists and they can be a part of it. Thank y'all for being here. We appreciate y'all. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms, so it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review i would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it let's get back to the show